Do you feel stuck? Do you feel like you're just at the same place in your career and you don't really see a way out? This is a great time for you to take it to the next level. Level Careers is a course that I've been talking about for some time. From account executive and even sales engineering, there are courses that can help you propel from where you are now to where you wanna go. Check out the link below. Use my promo code Joseph10 and check out the free courses, whether that's the SOC Analyst course, the account executive course or the sales engineer course take your career to the next level careers technology hey family i'm back again you talked about course careers technology sales course and what it did to change my life wait there's more not only is it technology sales information technology courses as well now there's human resources customer success ui ux and did I even mention that there also is software development as well? Front end, back end, and DevOps? Listen, this is something that you definitely want to take advantage of. So go ahead, click that link. Don't forget there's a discount from me if you click that link. And I hope to see you on the other side. Good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of Tech Niche Tips. I am your host, Joseph M. Smith. And like I always say, we have another one for you. And I am glad to introduce my brother, Sebastian, to the stage. How you doing, Sebastian? Is everyone, Are you well, brother? Hey, what's going on, Joseph? Man, look, I'm doing good. I'm living life, brother. I'm doing great, man. Man, we were talking before, y'all, and I was like, New York love, right? Brooklyn love, Brooklyn in the house. Um, nice. We're going we're gonna to be talking about that in a few. Forgive my voice, y'all, because I was... <clears throat> sick and <laughs> still sick i just popped like four four thousand like milligrams of, of vitamin c just now trying to get this thing out of my system but it's all good it's all gravy i just want to say thank you so much for you guys for tuning in and i'm going to go to the comment section like always uh, again we're going to have a great time and just so y'all know we're going to actually start this show here on on linkedin and on youtube but we are also going to be moving it over for the q a just to youtube so YouTube people, if you don't see it in the bottom right there, it says subscribe to the channel, youtube.com at Techniche Tips. And also LinkedIn family, do the same because I don't want you to miss out on the Q&A part that we have. And so definitely do that. Go ahead and subscribe to the channel. But in the meantime, I'm going to go to the comment section. Mitch, Jersey in the house. That's right. That's right. Jersey brethren. And then I got Scott here. Peace and blessings, bro. You got the young bull on here today. <laughs> he is very bright young man with some game. I mean, you got fans, brother. You got fans, Sebastian. I appreciate that. it, dog. Appreciate all the love, man. <laughs> and I got Evolve. I love the intro. Appreciate that. Thank you so much, Evolve. I appreciate you saying that as well. Um, and I'm trying to yep, trying to keep it going. <laughs> trying to keep it going. Uh, Mitch is back. He says, "What's up, fam?" To you know, they, 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 there's a lot of love in in the groups in in the, in the chat for each other. So I really appreciate that. Um, well, let's get right into it because I don't want to delay things. I just wanted to make sure that we just felt the temperature in the room and we got going, man. But Sebastian, let's talk about it. You were a high schooler and you were able to pivot and land a job in tech sales. And I want to just, just if you can, let people know a bit about yourself right now, what you're doing, and then we'll dive into your story. I bet. So my name is Sebastian Solomon. I'm 18 years old. I'm turning 19 in like two weeks, so I'm getting a little old, so I can't use 18 as a crush no more. But I'm, you know, I live in the DMV. I went to uh, Bishop McNamara High School. I graduated this May, 
And in about two and a half months, close to three months, I managed to change my life around and break into tech. Beautiful, beautiful. And I'm so glad to hear that. And now we're going to dive in because we both realized that we have Brooklyn as our roots. Can you talk yes, about growing up in Brooklyn and just, just how you were able to be formed in your young years there? Yeah. So honestly, I was in Brooklyn for like about five, six years and everything like that. Born, everything. Um, I lived in the crib, man. I was living in like those small houses where like it had to be one bedroom, one basement, everything like that. That was my crib I lived in. But honestly, it was amazing. My parents worked very hard. You know, I grew up around the Cypress Hills area and I went to like a great school and everything like that. So I'm just happy for like the life I had in New York. Then for my parents moving all the way down to Maryland and supplying me with this great life and how hard they work for it. Wow. So from Brooklyn to Maryland, those are two different worlds. Can you talk about how you were able to kind of navigate those two different worlds and what did you learn during your time in Maryland? Yeah. So, yo, what I mean, like, I think Maryland is very stuffed on with just like networking and a lot of opportunities down there, everything like that. And the DMV, you got VA, DC, Maryland, all that stuff. So just like meeting new people, meeting people that do big things around this area is honestly crazy. So like just trying to grasp that and knowing that there's a lot of like rich millionaires in this place is honestly just something like crazy that I just try to like think of every single day. Wow. What is the, what are, what are the craziest experiences or the things that you have seen being around an to a totally different group of people? What are some things that you were able to either learn or see that left a lasting impression on you? So uh, the, Biggest one I could tell you was um, I'm part of a nonprofit and it was part of my school. So I had this dude come in, right? He had a, uh, like, he really just showed me like crazy things. He's like, yeah, my mentor, he made like 80 million a year. I was like, and he's like, yeah, I'm making like over like 200, 300K a year. He had an Audi R8 and everything like that. And he was just showing me the car, like, yeah, I just got, like, it was just like a walk in the park. And the biggest thing I seen was, um, wow. when I go to, yeah, when I go to VA, it's called Tyson's Corner. That's where the rich folks at. Like, I was literally just driving. Oh, I see like a Lambo, a G wagon, a Rolex on somebody's arm. I was just like, I was just like, goodness gracious, dog. Like, people really got it like that, and it's just a baffling seeing it all the time. But it just put like a like big smile on my face, knowing like, hey, look, there's people out there that do this stuff and everything. Yeah, and that makes me think because I just had a conversation with Kanika Tolver, and she was basically she's from that area as well. A lot of people in that area are working in governmental tech, gov tech. They're working in the government in some way, shape, or form. Is that the amount the people that you were running into at that particular time of your life? Yes, I was running to those people. I was running a lot, a lot of government, a lot of government stuff. Yeah, I mean it's DC and VA, like a lot of government stuff and everything like that. But I, but people don't realize, like, there's a lot of tech companies out in VA in like Bethesda area. Like, bro, Salesforce is literally right there. Yeah, Salesforce, wow. Salesforce, uh, Cvent, uh, you got Memory Blue, like those companies. So there's a lot of like tech companies out there. Oh, Zoom Info's here. And uh, Maryland also. So, like, it's really big in the tech world around there, like, a lot. Wow. So, growing up in this environment, you are exposed to a lot of different influences uh, based off of what we're talking about right now. What made you decide in high school that I'm not going to go to college right now? I'm not going to go anywhere else. I'm going to make this path uh, of, of entrepreneurship and also the path to tech sales. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah. So, what happened was in my high school time, uh, Yo, it just became a point. I was like, I, I was like, though, I don't want to do 
school no more. I couldn't do it. I, <laughs> like, I couldn't. Like, it got to a point I was like, bro, the things I'm learning, I'm not going to learn anything, bro. And, like, honestly, like, I'm like, it's no hate at all. Like, honestly, I feel like in college, it would be like a bubble for me. Like, college is like a bubble, dog. Like, you just have work, just homework and stuff like that, party, all that stuff, blah, blah, blah. Mm, I wouldn't yeah. learn anything about, like, real life or, like, goals and the things I talk about now. I would have not learned that throughout that summer of me grinding and trying to, like, realize, like, this is a big boy's game and everything like that. So I want to learn more about, like, real life. Because, look, you don't really learn about real life, in my opinion, until you get out of college. Well, that's 22, 23. Then you try to go into the working force and you got to do this and that. So I just wanted to get into it early and actually, like, learn, like, what is life like. And it's not fair. It's not fun in games and everything like that. So I don't take it with a grain of salt. And, and and that's that's very mature of you. First of all, to think about that, and and just remind me, you are currently nineteen years old. No, I'm eighteen right now. I'm about to turn Ooh. nineteen in like three work three weeks. So and yeah. you think and you're thinking this way already? Like, yes. <laughs> it's just, just that that to me is a sign of your parent of your upbringing. Can you talk about how your parents have what what things they've instilled in you that have made you become the the person that has the type of character? Yeah, look, I'm Caribbean. I'm a Caribbean man. People already know what to expect and everything like that. They do not play yeah. around and everything like that. They're very hard-headed on you and everything like that. But it's for a reason because, you know, they want to see their kids become successful. They work hard and everything like that. They want you, like, I understand why parents, like Caribbean parents, African parents, all that want to see the kid go to college because they want them to be successful. They wanted to be like this way and stuff like that. I totally understand that. And that was, like, literally me. Like, when I told my parents I was not going to college, it was it was just like, huh? You not going to college? I was like, yeah. oh my gosh. It, it was bad. But like at the same time, I understand like just a grind that they had to do to get here, all that stuff. You hear the stories about, oh, I had to walk, I had to walk, I had to walk this long, blah blah blah. The fetch water, I had to walk walk this long to fetch water. I'm I know, I had to, I had to walk yeah. this long to fetch water. Oh my like you know the story, yeah. bro. Yes, like, sir. I had to walk to church on Saturday, be church every Sunday, just like that. Yo, I had to take the bus, all that, and yeah. like, I, like I understand it. They, it was hard hitting, like, and they, of course, they're gonna put that on me. I'm their kid, so just learning yeah. that and everything like that, and like, yo, the work I see them do, like, get up every single morning, going to work. I was like, it's like it put upon me, like, yo, I can't disappoint them. I can't be a disappointment. I can't. Yeah. It's not in me. Like, that's mostly every African Jamaican household. You cannot be a disappointment in some type of way. It doesn't matter. That's how it goes. Yeah. I'm People in the comment section, let me know if that's how you were raised. Because I, I'm my family from Guyana, and we they and they value hard work, like physical hard laboring work. And so for for them to make a way, you know, move to the United States, right? And I'm so I'm I'm basically saying this on behalf of Sebastian and myself. For anybody that came from not just a Caribbean household, but those that came as immigrants over to the United States, working hard, uh, can can y'all relate? Let me know in the comment section. Because what you're saying is so true is like our parents, they see work of one way and we're exposed to so much that we're like, hey, you know what? There might be a different path, mom and dad. Uh, and the fact that you were so strong with that and the fact that you were like be able to kind of stand on your own, too, and say, hey, listen, I love you. I, I do not want to do want to let you down. But I think this is the path that I need to take. Now, did you have any friends at this time that were thinking the same way or you were just like a standalone outlier among your peers? I so my friends so one thing I can tell about my friends from high school and everything like that 
like, look, Rocket tell us, like, you got to have a tribe of people that, that are with you. So they agreed. They was with me on it. But this thing, I think out of my high school, I think I'm the only person that didn't go to college that year that graduated. I think I'm the only person or like other like two people. I don't know oh, about wow. the rest. But I think I'm like one of the only people that didn't go to college and chose the untraditional path and everything like that. But my homies, I got like that with me, and I still talk to them to this day. Then my ride or die, they were all supportive. Just like yo, Sebastian, yo, you got it, man. They see the, all the stuff I'm doing. They see all the stuff I'm doing. Those were posting myself, liking myself, you know, commenting. So they're very supportive. No matter even even if they in college, like they are with me throughout all the way, and I'm with them too. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad you shared that because I really wanted to get an idea of who you were before we started talking about that tech stuff because it really does who you are really does shape what you can do. And you did something very unique in my in my opinion. You pivoted from high school and went straight into tech sales. Now, can you talk about that moment of like, okay, I don't want to go to college, but I'm going to take this path. What what happened there? How did you make that transition? So what happened? So I've I first started out in real estate because I was like, okay, I need to think of something, how to earn money. But I was like, all right, let me get into real estate. I was taking my real estate course, yada, 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 boom. It got to a, a breaking point because I was close. I was really close about I was buying a real estate license. I was very close, and I was going to take the test. But it got to a point where I was like, dog, mm. I, don't, I don't think I could do this no more. I, I don't know. Something just clicked in me. So I was like, all right, we got to move on, choose something quick. Boom. On YouTube, Killer Bird tech sales cyrus tech sales anthony o'neill tech sales so i was like all right we're doing this i didn't look at i didn't look at course careers i didn't look at no reviews right wow. then there i was like when i graduate on may 26 2023 i will buy this course right after i literally right after like when i get home and i literally just went on from there wow I'm gonna let that sink in. You 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 caught the vision right away. You played no games and you literally were like, I'm going. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, man. I, I I definitely I definitely understand that energy and that mind thought when you're at your age. I'm not gonna there's a lot of people that are the older we get, the more skeptical we get because there are certain things that have happened to us in life that make us feel like we've either been betrayed. We've either been let down, and so we're a little bit more guarded. But you said, "No, no, 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 no." I see, I see this. Let me go after it. So, right after high school, you get into course careers. How long did it take you to complete the course? Oh, uh, it took me two weeks. So you really, you really were not playing any games. You like, yeah, I wanted to, I wanted to complete in a week and a half, but I somehow I couldn't. But yeah. I'll come in two weeks. I was right after I was here in this room on the computer. That's it. Nothing else. Oh boy. Mm. So what, what what are the things that stood out to you about going through that course that made you be like, this is some good stuff here? Like what are the things that you remember learning that you were like, I'm taking this, I'm taking that? Of course it's a lot, but what are the key, like probably one to three things that really resonate with you when you went through course careers? So one, so a big key thing was I want to shout out to uh, Trent for this. He had a in the Google Calendar part of the course. I literally use that as my everyday for my job. I'm gonna use that probably for the rest of my life because I like that process. Two, I actually learned about like what sales really is. I don't think like I don't think people really understand like yo sales is like literally literally everything, man. Like 
I was like, look, you can hate hate or love it. It's like it's that's that's the basis of everything that you do, no matter what. So just learning about that, learning about cold calling, learning about yep. prospecting, learning about how sales is like part of your everyday life, how like business, like these big businesses are using it and everything like that. So just learning that and me like, all right, all right, I could get my foot in here. I could probably do something with this. That was like the thing that really resonated with me. Wow. So when it comes to you, you going through the course, you complete the course in two weeks. And then the, the next thing that happens is that you're basically job hunt, job hunting at this particular time. How do you approach the job hunting process? Okay, so honestly, it was uh, brutal. Like when I got a taste of that real world, it was like, boy, it was like that's like it was like, boy, you you don't know what you're about to get into. And I did it, but I just kept going. So first month, I saw like mass supplying and stuff like that. Don't recommend it unless you're gonna do it strategically. But yeah. I was I was still gr- I was still doing the right things while I was master plan. I was still emailing the recruiters. I was still doing LinkedIn messages and everything like that. Then I was like, all right, all right we got to because I did get a look. Here's the thing: I got an offer letter like three week, like like a couple like a week or two after I graduated the course and everything like that. Ah. And, I, and I got an interview from a big ten company during that time too. So it was worth it. But then month two, I was like, all right, we gotta we gotta go way harder in this. So month two, I was like, all right, that's when I started posting my uh my um content on LinkedIn, only LinkedIn. That's when I started like posting videos and everything like that. Then I went into cold calling. Then I went harder into cold calling, went harder into my cold outreach, like deep, deep into it. I went into my prospecting. I literally bundled all of that into month two, then boom, I got my tech offer. I was like, ah, yes. nice. Like, yes. Ooh. And listen, y'all, we're going to break that down more in the Q&A part. I just want to give you an overview of what we're going to talk about. And like I said, for those that just joined, Q&A is strictly going to be happening on YouTube. So if you have not already, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. It's below on the bottom of the screen where you can see to, to subscribe and join there because the Q&A is going to be happening over here. We love you, LinkedIn family, but go ahead and join us on the other side as we're going to talk about the details of the job prospecting that he did. And so let's let's talk about that. So two months in, you get the job. You get the offer letter. You accept the, the accept the job. Now, the la- Now, when you get into the role, were the was the preparation that you did with course careers? Did it really help you, or was it just like, nah, that that wasn't really that helpful? What what was your opinion about that? No, I I was in the trenches, dog. Like I literally had to learn all this on my own. So here's what course careers. Course careers just gives you the basis of what you are going to learn about. Yeah, this will give you the insights about how you're going to literally grind your butt off to honestly get the job. It doesn't teach yeah. you that. I'm gonna tell you that straight up. Like it doesn't. So I, it was literally like I had to learn how to do it on my own. I had to think. I had to be very analytical. I was like, all right, this is not working. Do this. This person not doing this. All right, I'm doing this. Is this gonna work? Blah blah blah. So I had to be very very analytical with my approach. So I literally had to learn all this stuff on my own. Everything was all on me. But I did have people on help. Like I had the, I had my career coach Naja done all that stuff. I had my boy Richard and everything like that. They was guiding me through the way. But like nobody's gonna do the work except for you. So I still had to like really grind and really like just do my whole process. It was, I was testing things out. Literally, I'm gonna put it straight forward, and boom, that happened. Wow, wow. And let me ask you this. And right now, y'all, get your questions in the comment section, y'all, because we're going to go straight to Q&A after I say this. But 
in regards to the success you found yourself happening right now while you're working in the field, can you talk a little bit about the success you've had thus far? Or if not, if you're still kind of finding your way, let's talk about that as well. But how, how is it currently for you right now working in your industry, in your field? So I am all outbound. And I don't think, and like, honestly, that's tough for a kid for his first job. I'm not going to lie to you. Outbound is honestly brutal to you. Like, you got to find the people you got to do like nobody's coming to you. So just learning that. So what I did was I literally learned more about my buyer persona and your ideal customer profile. I understand why they keep repeating it a lot because you literally have to know that. If not, you're not going to get people on the phone. You're not probably going to contact the right person. You're probably not going to know like how much revenue they got, everything like that. So me really honing in on my buyer persona, my ideal customer profile during the way, it's like some I'm really trying to get my foot in because, like I said, I'm the people who are reaching out to them. They're not coming to me. I had yeah. to hunt them. Wow. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But I want to encourage you right now. I know you you, you said you're in the trenches, you're doing outbound, but I'm going to encourage you, man, you're in a good place to be. Once you start developing this callus in regards to rejections and, and being, well, they don't really have, B2B doesn't have it as much as B2C, but being hung up on, things of that nature. You, you, you're definitely going to be able to to do, do wonders in this area, right? Because you already have the mindset like I ain't quitting for nothing. <laughs> so so that's going to be that's going to be good. Um, last question, actually, before we get into it, somebody did make a good point. Yeah. Buyer persona, uh, ideal customer profile. Very, very important. That's true. Um, as, as we are going to talk about this real quickly here, I want to just uh, as we're going to pivot, excuse me, to Q&A. I have one more question I really thought of. Mm-hmm. Um just to whet the appetite of those as we're going to QA, what's one thing that you've learned? Cause you talked about buyer persona, not knowing about buyer persona, that's important. But what is one piece of advice you would give to somebody like yourself, just leaving high school, they want to get into tech sales. What's one piece of advice that you would give them before we move over to the Q&A section? What separates the winners from the losers is you able to deal with a lot of stress and you be able to be go to and having consistency i'm gonna tell you straight right now if you want to get into anything in your life that you want to say business do stuff like that you're going to suffer you're going to go through pain every entrepreneur went through it but the thing with the thing that separated them from the pack they just kept going that's literally yeah. simple of it they just kept going it's going to suck life sucks welcome to the real world it sucks it's not all yeah. rainbows and sunshine you're gonna feel like crap most of the time you're gonna wake up you don't want to do this blah 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 that's what separates you from the winners from the losers that's what i can tell you that's true consistency is definitely key consistency 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 all right y'all so thank you so much linkedin family if you want to find out if you want to have more of this conversation if you want to continue to see us and talk with us go over and jump over to the youtube side it's in the information below at the bottom of the screen. So go ahead and jump over to that side. Right now, we're going to jump jump into a commercial. And then after that commercial from one of our sponsors, we'll be heading over to YouTube for that Q&A. See you on the other side. Hey, I didn't forget about you. You're a person that needs to be in a place where you are working close with someone else, a mentor, a friend. Someone that could take you to the deeper and more intricate parts about being a sales engineer, but you don't know where to go. Learnful is a program that allows you to work with people that are high ranking sales engineers, solution architects, solutions advisors, and they're able to not only mentor you, but teach you the ways 
to become a sales engineer that can be impactful for you. If you think that Learn Pool is for you, go ahead and click on the link below for more information. You can use my promo code Joseph150 to be able to save. Go ahead and click the link below. And now back to our show. All right, we're back. We're back. We're back. YouTube family. Thank you guys for rocking with us. Uh, I love to I love to give the YouTube family extra because they are such a great uh, community. You guys are awesome. And if y'all from LinkedIn coming over, welcome to the other side. <laughs> welcome to the other side. Uh, I'm going to bring Sebastian on back here real quickly. Um, but let's talk. Let's talk about the process, because some people um, are are still trying to find jobs right now. I want to go back to that job hunting idea. Let's break that down. Because I know from people that told me, I actually see Scott said that you had plenty of gems. Um, let's talk about the, the really what you did. Let's break it down when it comes to looking for a job, finding that job, applying to that job. Let's break it down step by step what you did. Okay. So this was my process, right? You could always mix and match or change it. So. I didn't care about what certain field I'm working. You know, some people I'm working fintech, edtech, healthcare. No, I just wanted to work in tech. I didn't care what I was selling. As long as the product is good, the people believe in me. That's all I wanted. So, you want you you could want to do that. But what I, what I tell people is, choose 50 to 100 companies you personally want to work at, or companies you see just seem fit. They look cool, blah blah. blah. Startups, whatever, right? And what you want to do is you want to prospect like your life depends on it because my mind just choose 50 to 100 companies you don't need all uh -huh. these good companies everything like that so what yeah. you want to do is this was my process i chose two to three sales managers right because those are that's literally your buyer persona i some people say contact the vp the vp does not do anything unless you're a startup if you're in a startup then the vp will be the best person to reach out to but if mm -hmm. you're in a world established company you want to reach out to the sales manager because those are the direct people that will hire you those are your buyer personas so the reason I chose two to three was right. I was like, okay, let's say this person doesn't answer. I got a backup. I'm going to backup. You need your backups because if you just keep spamming one person not answering, then boom, there goes your opportunity. And basically, I just literally just put them in my own cadence. My cadence was this: I will apply. I'll find the two to three sales managers. I will email them. Then the next morning, around eight or nine a.m., depending on my day, or four to five p.m., I will cold call them. And I, will, mm. and I will and i will leave them a voicemail and Ooh. let me pause you where'd you get their number from where did you get the number from how do you, I, how do you call them i use i use apollo.io i liked it yes. a lot it was very simple very simple just a very simple uh process like you could find a number easily we also have a seamless ai signal higher um and stuff like that but i use apollo it was very simple so you cold call them on their cell phone yes and you're like bro I need to work with you. Yeah. <laughs> How did that go? I was like, what was that conversation like? So this is my conversation, right? I was like, hey, John, this is Sebastian. Sebastian, I'm a recent applicant that applied to this specific role at this specific company. I'm just reaching out because I'm just expressing, I'm, I'm expressing my big interest in the role, and I think I can add a significant value to your team and everything like that. That's how I put it in. And um, when I tell you that their mouth dropped to their feet, it was like, yeah. it was like, you're like the first person that ever co called me before. I was like, uh, I was like, uh, I was like, hey, I mean, look, thank you for it. I was like, yo, like, <laughs> I got that all the time, man. Like, 
I'm not even trying to like I impress people yeah. so much. I impress people so much. It was like, yeah, look, when you get some more experience or everything like that, we'll be in your DMs, blah blah blah. It was like they was just really mm. impressed like with the work I was doing. So it was crazy. Ooh, I gotta pause you there. I mean, keep we keep going back to it, but you just said that you were literally securing your jobs for the future. Like they they're straight up saying like, listen, get to a company, get a little more experience, and I'm gonna holler at you later. Like that is so valuable what you just said about cold calling them. That's honestly one of the things that we haven't even really kind of talked about on this channel is cold calling the hiring manager. We talk about cold emailing them, sending them a video, but cold calling them, no pun intended, but that's cold. <laughs> that's cold. <laughs> yeah, bro. Cause I was like, bro, cause like I, I I was trying to understand my situation and the thing I was in, right? I'm a dude coming from fast food who's 18 years old. I'm competing with grown people who have years and years of experience in me. Mm. They got, like who have years and years of experience in me. They got this cert. They got this cert. They went to college. I, this person was at Stanford. So I'm like, all right, I'm competing wow. with this much people. There's no way in world somebody's gonna look at my resume that cool and crazy and be like, all right, we can let them in. Nobody was in my DM. So I was like, all right, I gotta get my mm. foot. I gotta get my foot on their neck and put myself out there and tell them, look, I'm willing to work harder than anybody you got i don't care about if they got this and that i wanted to do this so i was like all right we have to do the job to get the job which i say every single time but people just do not seem to get that in their head but i'm just like all right you can do you you for you to do something you have to do the things that it takes to get there you think you think you're gonna get all big and buff without working out every single day dieting tracking your macros doing this and that no speak on it bro no, no, you have to do the things to get there. You think a millionaire became a millionaire overnight? No, he had to go through pain, suffering, grinding. He probably, he had to go through, oh, he might not even, even make payroll that night just to become a millionaire, a billionaire, whatever. Like, it's, it's a grind. Like, that's why I tell people. So I did the cold call them. I cold emailed them. I even texted them on their um phone, too. I have had like I had like a prompt. I use all Chat GPT. You are bold. Yeah. <laughs> Cause like if they didn't answer my voicemail or my call or call me back, I was like, all right, I'm texting you. And I look, they read it too. I know they read it, but they just like try to ignore it. They, oh yeah, there was something I read it. I know they did. Yeah. So I would text them too. I had a prompt for my Chat GPT. Prompt for my Chat GPT. It was like, all right, this is much I'm gonna use to text recruiters on their phones, and I just kept repeating the process. Like I kept doing it over and over and over again until it got to a point where I was just like, all right, they either rejected me or they don't want to do it. All right, on to the next. Like it was crazy. Listen, yeah, I'm 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 soaking I'm soaking this up right now. I'm I'm smiling ear to ear because this is the type of tenacity that I had, uh besides the cold calling, but this is the type of tenacity I had when I was first getting into it because I knew my life depended on it. You know what I mean? Like my family, everything that I'm doing in this particular moment, it depended on me getting into tech, right? Of course, uh, uh, first of all, God, depending on, you know, God leading and guiding me first personally. But I, but thinking about what you're saying right now, and I even I even put it in the comment section, I said, <laughs> I said, get my foot on their neck. That Get my foot on their neck. It's so, it's so true. Like, like that type of tenacity that you need to get into this industry, especially when you don't have a degree right you don't have a college degree but you are doing it let me go to the conversation real quickly because scott said joseph i told you he got some cold game young and is a shooter <laughs> he was heard you talk before <laughs> and then um tech job tina says is how you do it do the job to get the job absolutely and i think that the reason why i like to have these conversations because it further emphasizes that point 
like no degree, just out of high school, and you were able to land a job and you're able to do it. So let me let's let's break down now that you are with that particular company. Let's talk about your experiences with this particular company now, right? You with um, I won't say the name, I don't have to say the name, but you're with your particular company, right? Mm-hmm. You do this outreach to them. What was their response to you? And then what was the hiring process after that? What did it look like? It was such a beautiful process. It was like, I was like, I was like, goodness gracious. Well, what happened was one day, so that day I was going to drive to VA because I was driving back and forth from VA to Bowie, Maryland to like try to get my foot in the door for these hybrid roles in uh, Tyson's Corner and everything mm-hmm. like that, like that. So I, I was at Burger King because it was a CVS. I was at Burger King in my car. I was like, all right, it's time to call him because I always called around like 8, 10 a.m. So I call in, I call in, I pick up, be like, hello? I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? It's Sebastian calling from, um, I was a recent applicant that applied to this role. So I'm here just expressing my interest in the role and blah, blah, blah. And it was a brief pause. He was like, you're the first person to ever cold call me. <laughs> He's impressed. And he, he started going in from there. He was like, bro, I cold call my manager to get a job and stuff like that. He's like, all right, this is what my company does. You know about our company? He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so this is what our company does. You're going to be doing this if you came into the job, blah, 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 whatever, blah, blah, blah. And he was like, all right, bet. I'm going to set up an interview with you. A week later, I got, I got the offer. One week. Wow. And how many rounds of interviews did you have to go through? Three rounds. Nice. Three I don't rounds. Think, yeah, for um, so if it's if it's a well-established company, it should be three rounds. But if it's a startup, you might expect a lot of rounds to look. You know, it's a startup, so they have a lot of they're spending money on you, so they do gotta like go through like a lot of rounds with you. So I'm understanding that part too. But for a well-established company, three rounds. Man alive, man alive. So you. You get through the interview process. They are excited to hire you and you get to the job. And what are the, some of the perks that you automatically experience? Like I know because you're working remotely, I assume, right? You work from home. Yeah. So what are some of the perks that you experience right off the bat? So honestly, the biggest perk for me is like I just have more time on my hands to like be more creative or everything like that. But I use mm-hmm. that time very wisely. Like I don't try to waste my time most of the time. I could wake up. I can wake up, do the things I got to do, and boom, I'm just straight to work. Like, I just come upstairs and like get on my computer. That's the biggest thing I can do. And look, if I was doing hybrid, I wouldn't be complaining too because like, look, I'm going to still be grinding. But being at the crib, you know, you in your own space, your own area and everything like that, it is a very great luxury. I'm not going to lie. It is. It is, man. I, I, I Don't worry, y'all. I, I didn't forget y'all. We're going to go to the comment section now because this is a Q&A portion. I see a question that just came through. Does your company have a growth trajectory for their employees? This is also an important factor when looking for a role. Yes. So before I even applied to my any company, I always looked at Glassdoor. I always looked at Rep, uh, RepView. A lot, of people, a lot of people still don't know what RepView is, but I think we should push that out there a little more. Yes. Use RepView. I looked at my company mm-hmm. at RepView. I looked at every company at RepView. And before I even applied, I looked at it. I was like, okay. I'll be good here. So I applied after that. I did my research on the company before I even applied. So I just don't waste my time. Mm, yeah, I, I think it's a wise thing to do because I'm not going to go into detail, but I know that there was somebody that reached out to me about a company and I was like, okay, cool. I, you know, it sounds good. 
And then I looked them up on Glassdoor. And but can I tell you, can I tell you the worst review I've ever seen in my life? Like I won't even, I won't even hit anything. I'll just say like, listen, and I had to just back out. I'd be like, you know what? Um, thanks, but no, thank you. <laughs> because what I'm seeing right here, uh-uh. and and you have to you have to do your due diligence it's up to you at that point to do your due diligence and research but she's just to go back to that question absolutely right you know growth trajectory for the employees is very important if that's something that you you don't see um you can and this is me speaking but you can basically kind of like say okay i'll use what i can grow where i can but when i feel like i've i've climaxed and it's not anywhere for me to grow time for me to go uh that's just me <laughs> but that's where i that's where i stand but that was definitely uh great to say and i just got a fire emoji from uh taking back monday fire emoji boom um because you're dropping it brother you're dropping it all right so let me uh, that was a great question by the way anybody else have questions you can go ahead and put in the chat and once i see them i'll put it up as well but let me go to this comment section real quick because i don't know if you uh if i read this one but keep your head up young brother you're going to be a powerhouse in this field once it all clicks for you game over i got faith in you bro millionaire coming in the future absolutely absolutely that you could you could tell that right away (laughs) so 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 let's go let's keep going now so you get to your job you're doing strictly outbound which is what i do as well i might get a couple inbounds but it's like it's like a marketing qualified lead like somebody clicked on it and said interested to learn more it's not really not really an inbound like that. It, you still gotta do hunting. Uh-huh. So those are the leads t- that those are the leads like you probably just um if you just looking through your CRM, your account's executive project essentially like a lead real quick, you like yo trying to get up on this type this one. Was it was it like that? Yeah, so for my company is a marketing qualified lead. That means that marketing department they put out some marketing material and somebody clicked on something and said they're interested to find out more. That's basically what it means. And so for us, uh-huh. we still gotta go find them, we gotta hunt them down. I got one last week and the guy still didn't get back to me. I thought I thought like I thought you were interested. So we work it. So that so that's mm-hmm. that's that. But can you talk about being an outbound and the things that you've learned while being there? Some things to avoid and some things that you should try to do. Uh yo, you gotta be you got you gotta be a you gotta be on point. You cannot slip up, man. Well I could tell you two things, right? You have to be very, very no, even with life, it'd be very, very analytical. You have to look at the board, the game. And it's like, what is the best move I can make possible? What is going to work best for me? And two, you have to really hone in on who you use your ideal customer profile, who your buyer persona is. Because you have to. Mm. You have to talk to the right people. You have to know if their company is valuable. What is, like, even before, it's like, oh, okay, would this be a good company I can bring on board that my account executive could probably close a deal with? Are they profitable? What What is a target market? What is my vertical? What are they even in my target market? Everything. You have to look at very everything very analytical you have to very hone in on to that you have to know who are the people you are talking to who are the key decision makers you have to because if you don't you're not going to get people on the phone you're not going to talk to the right person you're not going to book any meetings it just about be a hell hell for you at that point you'll be wasting a lot of time we call it people mapping people mapping within my company and that's basically okay you're not really going to bother like you said earlier if it's a big company the ceo is not going to be involved the vp probably not um, it really depends, though. Uh, you might get a director. You might get somebody on that level that could be a, or somebody that's in charge of whatever uh, system that them. you're trying to work into that. I love you know? directors. I love yeah. the directors. I love them so much. Yeah. I, also, I also love uh, COOs. They're very cool people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're in charge of operations. And a lot of what we do when it comes to SaaS is about operations. And so uh, and let, me, let me talk about that. What are some experiences you experience on the phone? 
that you like, oh man, like I have some stories here. Like what are some stories that you experienced working in the job that like <laughs> people will be like laughing about if they ever heard about it? Oh my, yo. I mean, like, oh, they hand it to you, bro. Like, yo, people, y'all think, y'all, like when I tell you, it's not a walk in the park, it's not. There's people who just don't care they will hang up on you, say they're not interested. Oh, yeah. Like they'll be, they'll be aggressive with you. They don't even care. And like, but that all that all depends on where you're selling it to. So, um, so I'll put it like this: if you work in the New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area around that place, good luck. You're you have to talk, you have to you have to know who you, that's why I say you have to know who you're talking to, yo. Cause like you yeah. have to come different with the people you're talking to. But there's a yeah. difference be like, yo, if you talk to the people in Texas, look, I love the people in Texas when I talk to them. So nice, so cool, bro. They might even get on a meeting with you because they just you just made them just, happy. Just to be nice, yeah. But if you go to New York, New Jersey, everything like that, you gotta talk, you gotta be on point with your words. You cannot slip up. Cause if you do, they will cook you. Beep, or they'd be like, it'd be like, yo, yo, speak up, bro. I can't hear you, bro. What you talking yeah. about? Oh, I'm not interested. Yeah. Beep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's a that's a good point. Regions are important too. Understanding different regions. I spoke, spoke to an account executive about this the other day. He's like, he's the opposite. So he loves uh the northeastern side because they're straight up. They'll get to the point, they'll say if it's no or not, so you can move on. Uh, but it's so true. Like when like if I get a New York account, I'll be like, listen, yo, uh, oh, you guys are from da, da, da. I'll talk about where I'm from real quickly, try to break the ice. They're like, yeah, I know how I was from. I'm from da, 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 da. and even the tone of my voice changes depending on what region I'm talking to. Now, I made one mistake that was embarrassing to me, but it worked. I booked a call, and I happened to have a country accent all of a sudden. Like, it just came out of nowhere. And I was uh -huh. talking to somebody from a real country, and, and like, yeah, this, this right here, you know, I just, I just changed up real quick. I was like, what did this happen? And I told my manager, too. I told her, like, yeah, this happened. <laughs> so if you listen to my gong call, just uh -huh. know that this happened out of nowhere. And she's, like, laughing because she's she's from the South. And she's like, no, nah, don't worry. They, they, it's like a term of endearment. You're good. Uh, <laughs> so I right. it. But it happens like regions and where you're calling to, which accounts are, which regions are important, man. Um, I I gotta pull up this comp this uh, question for you from mm -hmm. from Operation Tech Takeover. Have you tried video prospecting yet? Okay, so I did I did uh make a video on this. Um, that was going to I was gonna do two things, right? The one of these things would be was going to be very very bold, but at the same time I just didn't care. What I was gonna do I was gonna record a video of myself stuff like that posted on linkedin but even tagged the company and the hiring managers in there so everybody mm. will see i think that's a good way you could do that but like your video gotta be very good like everything like that but that was a bold way of doing it but i did not do any loom videos which i wish i did and mm. if i did i would have done two things i would have done a 36 not a day plan talking about all right this is how I ramp up as an SDR during this time. This is how I will get your prospects. Or I'll literally get a prospect for them, like in the right vertical, in the right region, everything like that. I'll, I'll probably even send it to them. Be like, hey, you can look up to this account because they're in this area. They have this much customers, this much revenue. And this, I know this lines up with uh, your goals and values about the people you want to bring on. So I'm just mm. going to send this away for you. Yo, if you do that, if you send somebody a prospects, bro, have a list of them, you're in. You literally did the whole, literally, literally did exactly what you're going to do anyway. So those are my two plans, but I just didn't get to it because I landed my job, which I'm grateful for. Wow.
Now, that's great. And let me ask you this. Did you do video prospecting while on the job for a BP? Um, did you do that while you were while you were on the job or you just did strictly cold calling, cold emails, LinkedIn outreach? So um, so strictly uh, cold calling, cold emailing. The only time I would ever, ever think about doing it if I just know I could. I don't know. Because, look, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I don't. It does take time. It does take time. And I'm not saying nothing wrong with it. It's a great way. But you just gotta be very like it's it's very talented. So man, you just got a lot of things you have to do every single day. So I'll do it probably for a specific person that I know I could get. I'll put it like that. Like I will, yeah. I write like I have cold email templates I write too. So I, like what I like to do. Hey, look, I'm gonna drop you out some like just something something I do right. So you you probably know with the vertical and the region you're calling. You probably know the specific pain points. And the specific like uh things you will talk about depend on that region, right? Mm -hmm. Literally, I'll just write cold email templates about the region and the thing I'm calling into. And mm. I put, put their name into it and whatever like that, because I already know what the pain points they got. I already know what yeah. they, what they want and things they need. So just doing that, that's like that's free game. And it's like honestly, like I think people should start doing that. Got you, got you. Yeah, I, I, I totally agree. For us, for me specifically, my main areas of fine pain points is Google reviews because Google reviews will tell me what the inefficiencies are. Oh, I was waiting, I was waiting too long on the waiting room, da, 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 da. Or, or their website and say, okay, these areas are not automated, which we are, are not autom um these areas are are a little bit deficient because they're just paper and pen where we bring automation to that. And so that's where I kind of could even construct certain sort of like emails and and you talk about cold emails now let's break that down for some people because some people might think a cold email might be like an essay <laughs> when you're in this no. industry it is far from that it's like four, as, four, i think four sentences max they say four sentences as concise as possible <laughs> yeah like i would um okay i'm gonna put like this so uh, i even give you an example of a cold email i was i recently just write it took well like five minutes because here's the thing so um what is um what what do you use to look up your information? I use Zoom info. Or what do y'all use? Yeah, we use Zoom info as well. Uh, me personally, depending on if I just want to get something fast, I use Apollo myself, Apollo.io. So yeah. Mm -hmm. So I use Zoom info to get information. And yo, I honestly love, I love, love, love Zoom info, man. It's really great. Cause um, so Zoom info will give me at least four or five things I could go off, which is very powerful. So I could either I could look at their company growth and see how much people they're hiring. I can look at the um the region, like how many people work in these my states. I yeah. can look at the technology that they usually dropped or gained. That's a powerful tool if people use that too. I can yeah. look at the, if the recent just got funded, and you could just go to scoops, the scoops part right there too, and just see what they're about. So you could get information. Yeah. And if you can't find information, bro, just go to the company website and you can look at the news articles and everything like that. Everything's there. You get the 10K report if you do a Google search as well. So you can see all yeah. that information as well. If you really want to dive deep into their financials and see again pain points and where you can provide solutions. Yeah. So this is this is this is definitely good. Uh Mitch said New Jersey, good luck. Oh <laughs> yeah, he's tell me about it, bro. Yeah, it's 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 rough around here. This is where I'm yeah. from. So I, I I totally get it. And then also uh tech job Tina says, You are so right. My southern prospects are so different from the northern ones. Oh and my, like I have it. They're so different. Honestly, I don't know that much about the Cali and the West, very West Coast. I never really talked to them that much. How is it? Yeah. Have you talked to them, bro? What are they like? 
Yeah, Cali, it really depends. Like it, it depends on the time you call, but they're 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 there's they're like semi. They could be nice, but mm-hmm. if they feel like it's something that is not in their wheelhouse, they'll they'll kind of like, oh hey, thank you. No, I'm good. Uh but yeah, when it comes to the south, it really depends. Uh because where I work, I work in I work for practices, medical practices. So oh they, so they're all stressed out. Yo, <laughs> I feel so bad for you. Yo, I feel so bad for you, bro. I'm sorry, though they yeah. are. Oh my god! Because you gotta think about it. Their days are so full of patients that are complaining, long waiting rooms, stuff like that. So I'm so glad I'm in this industry because I deal with people that are high stressed. Uh, if they haven't moved to any other part of any other industry, I'm like, oh, this is a breeze. And plus, before that, I did solar sales, like calling like crazy over the phones for the past three so years. So I had a lot of reps when it comes to cold calling. But for me, I like this particular field uh, right now because, like you said. It's a lot of people that they're, they're really quick to be like, listen, I don't got time for this. And I'm like, I know you don't got time. Let me tell you why this is worth your time. And then you kind of go into that, like like maneuvering the the conversation around to realize that the value that you're providing over the phone. Because you're because you like like Sebastian, like you're, you're interrupting their day. Right. When you call them, you are interrupting their day. Yes. <laughs> like, look, you're interrupting the day, but like all people, people said the medical stuff like, and you try to call on to the doctor and stuff like that. And if you get on the phone, bro, I'm sorry. I'm not trying to be funny. Like nine times out of 10, bro, you might not even close that deal, bro. Like there's so much going on with these medical stuff like that, bro. Mm. They just, they just like, they'd be like, no, not interested. Boom. Hang up, bro. One time I had this medical doctor I called on to, right? I was like, uh, Hey, how you doing today? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, let me get down to your information, right? And right, and she's like, all right, I'm getting my pen. Beep. I was like, ah. yeah. And I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm calling you tomorrow then. <laughs> so you have to have that mentality of like, I'm not giving up on you. And and that's yeah. why we've, I've even seen ops that have about um, some accounts that have like four or five ops on them because they mm-hmm. saw us four or five times and they still couldn't make a decision on us. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you you work out of your last 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 bucket a lot or no? I I what I that's a good question. So what I do is I work out of different areas. Um, when it comes to this, I I take accounts from working on Salesforce. I mm. take accounts that are you know the whole they have a whole plethora of them, right? Probably mm. hundred accounts or whatever. And mm. I look for those that haven't been contacted in thirty days. That's one, mm. and I put them all in this area called Task. Um, and I take mm-hmm. from there. I take from other places as well. Some accounts, I go through them and see, okay, what has happened to them before? Oh, I want to target this one because they just got a new practice manager or they got a new something here. So they're, they're going to transition. We could help with that. So I, mm-hmm. I, I, I've tried to find different accounts and then try to focus on about 15 accounts for that week, maybe week and a half before substituting other ones in so that I could really work on them, calling them multiple times a day. Uh, they'd be like, you just called us. I'm like, oh, really? I, I think I forgot. Uh, <laughs> I call so many people. I'm so sorry. And then just go right into it. Uh, like you said earlier, you have to have a callus. Uh, and then like Operation take- Takeover said, you're, yes, medical is crazy stressful. It is. It is. He said, I probably just got cussed out before you called <laughs> to be. Oh, that's a good point. Uh, he's he he works in the medical practice and he's like I probably just got cussed out by a customer or whatever the case may be before you call. So when you when we call them, they're like, listen, this better be good because I I'm not I'm not looking to deal with this right now. Uh, and then I <laughs> oh yeah, I just saw this comment here and then we'll let you talk, Sebastian, because I want you to we, we're getting close to time, but I want you to leave with some gems for everybody. So you can ask Bart AI, and that's a super great tool to find a lot of information about a company. 
mm. regarding the AI, similar to ChatGPT, um, um, I believe. Uh, but yeah, you could use that to find out a lot about a company. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. What do you do? You use AI in your in your in your work on a daily basis? Uh no, nah, no. Nah, we, we really don't use AI. And the thing, the only time I need AI if there's something I'm really really trying to be concise on the message. But so I used to be very afraid of cold emails, but I was like, they're kind of easy in the sense like, look, if we just find one pain point or one thing you could work on. You can write, you can write a four, you can write four sentences real quick in five minutes. It does not take that long, man. Honestly, because yeah. like here's here's what I do, right? I find one situation, I go in and I'm like, hey John, I was like, I just have like a try to catch you something. I'm like, hey John, I was just doing research on your company. One people love that because one yes, it came with some value. If you come into a cold email, you just try to pitch something, you're not gonna close the deal. Just wanna let you know that. Hey John, mm-hmm. I was doing research on your company. I know there's XYZ in your company, and and I in this in the third line, I'd be like, hey. We partner with this this XYZ. We help people in your field, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And we see an increase and a decrease and something like that, just depending on whatever you use. Mm-hmm. Is it worth a chat? That's it. That's simple. You're not That's selling simple. anything. You're, you're not selling anything. You're not doing anything, blah, blah, blah. You're just saying you just saw a pain point. You say, hey, we work with people in this area. It doesn't seem like it's worth a chat. See if we can bring on board. See if it'd be a good fit. Send an email. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I they think that when it comes to cold emails, that it does it the longer the worse it, can, it might be. It'll just get lost. They don't got time to read that. But if they read it in a snapshot, see that the value proposition is there. You're struggling in this area. This is this is the issue that you're having. But we can provide X, Y, and Z result. They'll definitely be able to listen to you more, for sure. Um, and so, thank you, everybody. First of all, for rocking with us and tuning with us and moving over from LinkedIn to to YouTube. If you haven't done that before, this is your first time. We appreciate that. Uh, I wanted to just give you free reign as we're looking to close and take as much time as you need. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, what are some gems? As Scott said, because he said you got a lot of them. <laughs> so, what are some gems that you want to just share with the people? Uh, you can do a rapid fire, like boom, 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 boom. Like, however you want to do it, but what are some gems that you want to leave for the people that are uh, looking to either get into tech sales or already are in the field? Okay, number one, nobody's going to save you at all. I'm going to keep it straight up. Us as human beings, we don't care that much. We are selfish human beings, meaning that we only care about what's in it for us most of the time. We don't care about the other person. So when I mean nobody's coming to save you, I'm going to use, even get closer, your family. So I put like this, let's say I got an issue, and I tell my family, maybe for a day or two to be with me, but they're back onto their own lives. They got things they got to do. They got bills they worry about. They worry about this and that. So nobody's going to come wake you up in the morning at 6 a.m. So you go to the gym and to do this work. Nobody. You have to do it yourself. That's mm. the biggest thing I can tell you. And another thing I can tell you is um, life sucks. Life is painful. Life is hard, blah, 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 whatever. It's, it's crap most of the time. Most of the time, you're not going to feel like doing the things you want to do, blah, blah, blah. I get it. We all do. But there's things you have to do to get to that certain point echelon in that area of life that you want. And you're going to have to go through it. Every person goes through it. Everybody. So, like, what we got to do is just suck it up, bro. This is life. But it's always, 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 always worth it in the end. You might not see the ground for the first month. You might not see it for the second month. You might not see it for the third month, the fourth, the fifth, the sixth. But boom. It's like that dude shoveling. He's very getting close to the um, diamonds. And I even seen that picture before. And he gave up. He was this close. So he's got to keep going. 
You have to. Every entrepreneur does it. I promise you, they struggle with payroll. They don't have to buy pay this customer. They probably lost all the money, but they just kept going and they built something great. And what I could leave off with um, also is, look, this tech job journey is very worth it. But the type of person you're going to have to be to become and to get it, you're not going to like it at all. I'll tell you this straight up right mm. now. You're not going to like the person you're going to have to become. You're going to have to be very selfish with your time. You're going to have to hone in. And I tell this for the older people. I told this for the older people, right? Mm. I understand you might have kids and everything like that. I truly understand. But I want you to understand. That means you're going to have to work 80 times harder than I did to get the job because I don't have any responsibilities like that. And of course, I, of course I grinded. Of course, I put in the hours. But I was like, look, Every free time you get, you cannot waste it at all. Because if, mm. if you waste it, it's done for. You don't have time. Time is not on your side at all. It's never on your side. But for people who have responsibilities, a house, mortgage, they work in a job itself, you don't have time at all. Time is not your friend. So you have to really hone in at every single minute, second hour you have by yourself if you wanted to break into tech. You have to use it every single time. If not, you're not going to change that family situation at home. You're not. It's impossible. So that's, yeah. that's something I can leave off with. Wise beyond his years. Sebastian Solomon, I appreciate you so much. We do have a couple of questions that did come in the last minute, so I want to be fair to y'all. Um, and, and it's about two questions here. But the first question is, have you been able to find a balance from working and turning it off at the end of the day? Or do you find yourself still working? No, I I don't. And and it's a problem. It's a problem I like having. I'm gonna be honest with you. Look, for you for you to be for look, the people who are very, very top in this world, echelon, whatever, they are crazy, they are madmen, they are very unbalanced. You have to be. There's certain things, there's certain things that just comes with it. Like I'm gonna tell like like Troy. Troy is a madman. That boy pulls out a course out of his behind every single week. Every week. He is Troy is a madman. He's you think Troy like the person he's got fire. Troy, Troy is not balanced at all. He has to be unbalanced. Like there's certain things you're gonna have to there's certain things that come with it. So I know I work after, like my I work after, meaning I'll after I get off, I'm recording content, I'm editing it, and I repeat it mm-hmm. the same day. Same day. And I go to bed around nine, nine thirty. That's it. I still mm. work after that. I have to. I need to. Yeah. I want to. That's how I do it. I think the word I like to, because this is something that came up to me as, as well. As you all know, if you don't know, I'm a, I'm a husband. I'm a father. We have six children together. We I have a Ooh. lot on my plate. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I got a lot on my plate. And so when it comes to being consistent with content creation, when it comes to being consistent at my job, what I like to say is instead of balance, I believe it's prioritization. I believe in prioritization, which means that at this particular time right now, I'm in here with Sebastian and y'all. I'm prioritizing this. But as soon as I clock out and and clock out of this, I'm prioritizing my family. So it's like, okay, what time do you have in the day? And how are you prioritizing those time for that particular time? Because otherwise, if you're looking for balance, you're never really going to find it. There's always going to be an imbalance, you know, in in the sense that there's nothing that's going to be, you know, and if you do find some quote unquote form of balance, that means something is lacking that shouldn't be lacking. So for me, it's about prioritization 
and realizing that in this particular moment, I need to focus on X, Y, and Z. In the next moment, I need to focus on X, Y, and Z. In the next moment, I need to focus on X, Y, and Z. Like my brother said, I need to focus on sleep at 9.30. So I'm going to bed at 9.30 to wake yes. up early to do the, do what you do, right? Prioritization to me is is key. Um, yeah, everything comes and, with a cost. I'll tell you that. What up, Mia? <laughs> sorry, sorry, Sebastian, you were gonna say something? I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I was just saying, like, every, everything comes with a cost. And, you, and it, yeah. if you have a person, that, if you have to be willing to pay that price. That's how it goes. That's what I can tell you that. Mm, mm. Wisdom, brother. You got wisdom beyond your years, brother. And I'm glad to see it, man. I'm glad to see it. So James had a question. He said, should the cover letter be short and sweet as well? Uh, he said, I've been using ChatGBT for cover letters, and they are coming out very long. They are. Uh, I'm going to let you answer this one after after mine. But just real simple, I would say, you know, whatever prompt you put in there, just tell them to do it in a certain amount of words. Like, let's say, I don't, I don't want to give you a specific one because I don't really, I can't visualize it right now in my head. But let's say 150 words or 100 words, whatever. Just say, like, tell the prompt and tell them to do it in how many words you want it to be done. Or you could just simply go back and once they completed with that prompt, you uh, completed uh, creating that uh, cover letter, you could go ahead and do your edits, which I recommend you do anyway. You don't want to just copy and paste. You want to kind of like go in there and make sure everything is uh, close to the way you want it to be said. Because it's, I like, I like to say this, you know, AI is a guide. <laughs> it's, uh, it's a guide. Uh, sometimes some things come out great, but you, it's a guide. So you definitely want to be able to kind of tailor it and, and mold it the way you want. Uh, but go ahead. What do you, you can say about that? Okay. So, um, okay. So just psychology real quick. No, just life. Um, Humans have a very, very, very low attention span. They have to be very quick, quick, concise to the point. If they're blabbing all that stuff, they're not gonna pay attention to you. That that's how it goes. So everything, every message, everything you say has to be quick, concise to the point where they'll get it. So just remember that in the back of your head. If you're reading this, you'd be like, dang, would I actually pay attention to this? And mm. number two, number two is I never wrote personally cover letters because I was like, I'm not wasting my time doing this. I'm trying to get my butt in the door. I'm ca I'm calling them. Sorry. <laughs> so I never did cover letters. But if you do want to do, but look, if it's for a specific company you personally want to work at, and if you know that cover letter would do it, do it. But like very quick, short, concise to the point. Stop wasting these people's time, bro. Like I want you mm. to think of this. They have thousands of applications going on. They have other things going on, whatever. They have interviews they're going through. You think you writing that long cover letter is going to add some value to it? No. Mm. Stand out. Be different. Think. If you were reading this, is this something I would actually like? And if it's a no, get back to the revision board and do it over and over again until you can actually be confident and think about a sense again. Mm. Oh, man, that's good. That's so good. I'm actually last question. I got one more question here. Uh, and then I got to give it to, to Mia because it's Mia. Hey, what up, Mia? It's been a long time. She said, I've never written a cover letter. LOL. <laughs> She's like, yeah. I never did that. Uh, Mitch said prioritization. I like that. I, I, yeah, that's that's the word for me. What do I need to prioritize at this moment? I have to go to rehearsal. Let me prioritize that. Come back home. Prioritize the kids. What I need to prioritize in the moment. And then Mia had a question that I want to make sure I get to you. And then I'm going to leave, I'm going to end it off of this note that Scott left here. I thought it was really good. Uh, she says, he said, uh, Mia says, I have a question. So it takes a while uh, to get in the flow of your work. How do you get focused quicker? Like, how do you get focused? Like, boom. So I don't, I don't want to get all psychological on these people and stuff like that, but <laughs> it's, book i read called molecule more but it's called dopamine we're not mm. going to get into it but i'll tell you this right now 
I um I'm not I'm not on social media at all. I'm not on I'm not scrolling YouTube, TikTok. I'm not on that at the day at all. That protects my brain points and everything like that. Cause I'm I'm, I'm gonna put it in a scenario like this. Mm. Let's say you go on vacation for one week. You in a club. You on a jet ski. You on a yacht. And yeah. boom, you come home on a Monday. You think you're gonna be motivated or have any energy at all to do work at all? No. You was having mm. all that fun, all the spikes of whatever. And you, um, and boom, you're back home. You're not gonna want to do work. Nobody does. So what I did during my whole process, I said, now I'm not on social media unless I need to post or be on it. And mm. I don't, and I don't, um, yeah, I don't watch any other videos. All I do, I, I would just read. I was just like, this is the only thing I do. Work is my biggest thing. That's the only thing I'm focused on. I barely listen to music either or two. I, I like know, that. It's, it's very crazy, but like, what? Yeah, I just took out the things that I know that's gonna give me like a spike in my energy or double me all that stuff and I took it away. I don't use it. I don't listen to it throughout the day at all because and it makes me more motivated to do the work. It's like I got nothing else to do but work. So that's why yeah, I so, so let me let me actually pull it up here because you said that somebody had a question about the book. Is it called Dopamine Nation? Is that the one? What's the name of the book? No, it's called The Molecule of More. Molecule of More. Um and that's by I'm just looking up right now. That is by uh, Daniel Z. Lieberman. Is that the right yes. one? Mm. Okay, cool. So I'm going to just uh, share it on the screen in case somebody's looking for it. But here is the book because I want to make sure that you guys, because, uh, hey, like, I, I, I'm i like that too. Like, if I find a book, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to, let me see if they actually a hardcover book. Oh, this is, let me see. All right, I found it. Yeah, I'm going to share this with you guys. Uh, copy link and I'll put it in the chat. So if you're on YouTube, you can see it. The Molecule of More by um, Daniel Z. Thurman. Yeah, no, that's that's good. I like I like that you did that, man. Um, it's in the chat. So if you guys want to grab that book, go ahead and grab it right now. <clears throat> While you're in there, very good, very good idea. Like so, basically, you just shut down everything. You you don't. You do not allow yourself to be consumed by anything. And you just kind of like, uh, I'm going to put it here, The Molecule of More by Daniel Lieberman. It's in the chat. I'm going to pin it on YouTube so that way you guys have easier access to it. But um, no, I think that's great, man. I, I'm, I, You were actually challenging me on that one because I'm not going to lie, especially being a father, I like to kind of like give an excuse to why my phone is present, even though I don't have it on. Um, but that is challenging me, brother, in a good way. Let me yeah. put this comment. So like um I always try to preach always be a creator and not a consumer at all. Cause Ooh. they're literally doing this. They oh yeah, like you literally the people you watch, the motivation people you watch, they're literally doing the thing that like it's literally a back end what they're doing. They created it. You think you you think mm. Elon Musk is out on Twitter all day? It's like, bro, he's trying to take over the world. He's not all this stuff at all. He just yeah. he just this is what they do. They learn through the process, they grind, and and they just record it and post it and just do like that. They're not consuming it. They're just always creating. They're always pushing out. That's what the people do. That's yeah. what that's what they do. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That was really good. Um, so I definitely wanted to just say thank you so much, Sebastian. That's a great note to leave. Y'all, go ahead and grab that book. If you find yourself distracted throughout your day, if you find yourself kind of like, not feeling like you're being productive 
go ahead and, and, and read that book and really kind of see, because I'm, I'm about to buy it myself. Um, I bought a Kindle version so I could get it right away. But <laughs> really kind of like look and see like, okay, what is it that I'm missing here? What is it that I'm lacking? Like, like how can I get better in this particular area? Uh, no, that's good, man. That's good. I, I definitely appreciate that. And I'm going to leave on this last note. Um, <laughs> actually, e, e, da, e, EQ says fire, fire, fire. Appreciate uh, it, bro. Yeah, absolutely. And and just so y'all know, his information is in the description below. So LinkedIn, uh, I believe YouTube, his YouTube channel as well. Facebook, was a Facebook one of the things? No. Nah. There's a bunch of different links down there. <laughs> and all of them were for Sebastian. So go ahead and check that out in the description. And I'm gonna, we're going to leave on the snow from Sky. So, Joseph, you are a guy in light. Oh, I appreciate that, man. Thank you so much for putting through, uh, putting thought into your guests you bring on. And it's always insightful coming to challenge, gain knowledge from you and the guests. Now, I appreciate that, man. That's that's the whole goal. Like, I said this to Sebastian before we started. The reason why I started this channel, because there was enough people doing stuff already. But the reason why I did it, the gap that I saw was, listen, I want to find out who people were before they got into tech, because that is important. Who they were formed, their story prior to that actually is some things that we can learn from and and get better like i'm learning a lot from you sebastian in this conversation but two they can make us realize that we can do it as well and if we can do it as well there's no excuse i'm trying to remove the excuses y'all so that everybody in here can go after it i mean if you need a if you need some inspiration just come back to this live and listen to sebastian what he said because <laughs> he said some stuff in there he said some stuff y'all he really did um, but with that being said, I really do appreciate you, Sebastian. Again, thank you so much. Thank you to everybody that has uh, signed on with us uh, today. And like I always say, family, continue to lock in with us. Subscribe to the channel if you have not. If, this, if you're brand new to the channel, go ahead and subscribe. We're going to be doing this every Saturday with a new guest that's coming on. So go ahead and subscribe. And until next time, family, I hope to see you on the other side. Take care. Peace.